Welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, what's up? I'm so happy you're back for today's episode because today we are chatting all about how instead of this concept of getting rid of stress, because I don't believe that's possible, it's about transforming our stress. And I'm going to dive into what stress actually does on our body and to our hormones because it is important to know that it does affect our hormones in a negative way. So we have the knowledge around it, but then I'm also going to give you tangible tips that you could start today to really help you start transforming that stress so you can not let it affect you so much in a negative way where it's really having an effect on your body and your hormones. So before we get into that, I want to chat with you quick. If you're someone who has a health goal in 2021, you're committed to improving your health, You first of all, you can't do that without focusing on your hormones because as a woman, our hormonal health is a direct reflection of our overall health. So if you want to really improve your overall health, you need to take your hormones into consideration because otherwise it will not happen. So if you're someone who has PCOS or endometriosis, you have really painful periods or you suffer with digestive issues like constipation, acid reflux, diarrhea, bloating, gas, girl, you don't have to be suffering. You could be free of all of these symptoms. You could have all this energy. You could easily maintain a healthy weight and you could feel like yourself again without medication or deprivation. We need to start rewriting this narrative that we just, oh, okay, we'll just take a pill for this or a pill for that. And obviously that's not what you want to do or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So if this, this you could, you don't have to suffer is really like what I really need you to know is that you don't have to suffer and feel the way that you're feeling right now because by learning how to have your body work for you instead of against you, you can feel like yourself again. And that is exactly what I'm teaching you in my group course, 12 Weeks, How to Eat, Move, and Live for Your Hormones. We are over 50% full right now and registration closes on the 30th. So depending when you're listening to this, hopefully it's still open and there are still spots left so you can snag your spot if this sounds like you and you're really committed to making changes and actually learning about your hormones because there's so much stuff in the media that promote that's promoted as really healthy, but it's not always promoted. It's not always hormone healthy because there's two totally different things. And a lot of times in research and all that stuff, women are left out of the conversation. We're left out of research. So a lot of things that might look like it works for some people, it's really because the studies are done on men. So that's a whole nother topic. But Seriously, if you really are someone who is suffering with these symptoms right now of, like I said, if you have PCOS, endometriosis, painful periods, constipation, whatever it is, please come DM me so we could chat. And if there are still spots left, I'd love to dive into more information about this group course. I only accept 20 women. So make sure you come and chat with me. And there's, of course, more information in the show notes so you could get more information on it. But I really want to talk to you. So come DM me on Instagram at Angelica. Okay, now let's dive into the episode about stress and our hormones. So I'm going to start with our microbiome because as you know, I'm obsessed with our gut. So stress and, and your microbiome, by the way, is your gut. It's the bacteria 
the ecosystem of good bacteria and bad bacteria that is in our gut. So stress actually creates a less diverse microbiome. And we want a diverse microbiome, meaning we want a lot of strains of good bacteria because that improves our overall health, especially our immune system, because 70 to 80% of our immune system is in our gut. So we really need to make sure that we have a diverse microbiome and stress actually decreases the diversity of it. And it could interfere with that balance of good bacteria and bad bacteria and making us have more bad bacteria in our gut than good bacteria. And why is that important? Well, our gut is where we absorb nutrients. So we're able to produce certain hormones in our body. And of course, we need certain vitamins, minerals, and you know nutrients to actually just perform any process in our body, right? So that's what happens in our gut. And then also it's responsible for eliminating excess hormones out of our body. So if it's not working properly, then we're not going to have good hormone health or overall health. And a lot of times women hold a lot of stress in our gut. Like if we're upset or overwhelmed or whatever, we could feel it in our stomach. And that doesn't mean like, oh, I just feel it in my stomach. It's not doing anything. No, it is doing something. So a healthy gut is crucial for your hormone balance, for regular periods, for fertility, for all of that stuff. Because our gut flora, like I said, helps process and eliminate excess hormones from the body. So when your elimination system is sluggish, your hormones will get out of balance. And for more information on gut health, go check out episode 10 of this podcast where I dive deeper into all of this. Okay, now let's go to the immune system, which I just touched on, which our immune system lives inside of our gut. Well, at least 70 to 80% of it is inside our gut. And stress does take a toll on our immunity. And that leaves us more vulnerable to colds and flus and flare-ups. Like if you're someone who has really sensitive skin, like itchy skin and rashes and hives and acne, cold sores, that's something that's going on with your immune system. And stress could really increase those symptoms and really decrease our immunity. Because when your immune system is under attack, from chronic stress, it can lead to systemic inflammation, which is linked to PCOS, painful cramps, PMS, joint pain, fatigue, all of those symptoms. Inflammation is like so common with definitely with PCOS, but with a lot of hormone imbalances, if those symptoms that I just listed are something that you experience. So inflammation is a driver of PCOS. Endometriosis is an inflammatory disease and birth control causes inflammation. So we don't want to be increasing this inflammation with chronic stress. And again, I'm going to get to some tips about how we don't have to let this affect us, but it's really important to know what it really does to our bodies because once we have the why, it makes it more of a priority for us to focus on really transforming the stress. Once we know what it could actually do to us in a negative way, it gives us more of that momentum to really go headfirst into like, okay, I'm going to start doing these tactics that Corinne talked about because I really don't want my immune system to be jacked up, my microbiome to be jacked up, all from stress, okay? So that's for the immune system. And then our metabolism, when we're chronically stressed out or we're constantly in this work mode, go, 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 hustle, 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 like let's keep going. I am someone who is a type A, so I really have to work hard on this. This causes our metabolism to go wild and make gaining weight super easy, which nobody wants. So this rise in cortisol, which cortisol is our stress hormone, it increases our insulin levels and can cause blood sugar levels to drop. So I've talked a lot about blood sugar dysregulation on this podcast. 
And when this happens, when our blood sugar levels drop or when they are dysregulated, this leads to sugar and fat cravings. So low blood sugar causes nervous, anxious, irritable, impatient, and confused feelings. So if you're feeling like that and you're like, I don't know why I'm feeling like nervous and anxious, irritable, there's like no reason for it. It could definitely be that your blood sugar levels are too low or you have dysregulated blood sugar, which is super common in most all hormone imbalances, especially with PCOS. This is something that's very, very common. So if this is you, we need to know that the rise in cortisol levels, which could come from stress or could come from over-exercising, could really increase these insulin levels and make it worse. So stress increases the cortisol levels, which disrupts your blood sugar, which disrupts ovulation and your period. It's just like a domino effect, okay? Stress lowers progesterone, which progesterone is the hormone that is secreted for, or that is produced, I should say, after ovulation. Ovulation is the only way we make progesterone in our body. So progesterone is responsible for holding on to a pregnancy, but it does so much more than that. It counterbalances estrogen, it thins our uterine lining, it prevents breast cancer, it boosts thyroid hormone, it reduces inflammation, it promotes our sleep, it builds muscle, it protects against heart disease, it calms our nervous system and makes it easier for us to cope with stress. So when we are lowering our cortisol, sorry, when we are lowering our progesterone levels, it's going to affect all of those factors that I just listed. So cortisol actually blocks our progesterone production and lowers the progesterone levels because your body uses progesterone to actually make cortisol and respond to stress. So the more stress that you're experiencing, the more progesterone your body will steal to make cortisol. Not only with stress, again, when you're over, over exercising, over, over, when you're over exercising, this increases your cortisol levels and that is going to decrease your progesterone. And it is so crucial for us to have healthy progesterone levels. I went a full two years without my period and I had no idea the long-term effects it would really have on my body because no one told me about it and I was having I had no progesterone in my body because I was not ovulating. So I now struggle with joint pain and I have osteoporosis as um, a risk factor in my family. My mom has it, my grandma has it. I'm I probably maybe have it right now. I don't even know. I, I haven't gotten my bone density test or anything. I'm doing everything of course now to really support my bones and my progesterone and all of that. But I went so long without it. Not only those two years without my period, but the years before where I only got my period like three times a year. It's affecting me now. It's affecting my metabolism, my joints, my bones, all that stuff because I was not ovulating and I was not making any progesterone. So it's so important to make sure that we are not continuously lowering our progesterone, especially if you're someone who doesn't regularly ovulate, if you don't have regular periods, if you have PCOS and you're struggling with this, it's so important to boost up whatever levels of progesterone we do have and not make it worse by being chronically stressed out or over-exercising and jacking those cortisol levels up. Because when our progesterone, sorry, when cortisol is stealing our progesterone levels, it messes with our cycle by lengthening our luteal phase and making your period start off slow with a lot of brown spotting or blood before your regular flow. So again, if you have like some brown spotting and stuff before your period, that's a signal that your body's giving you that you have low progesterone and it could be due to stress. So you really need to look at, it might not be from stress for you, only you'll know that. So make sure that you're looking at your life as a whole and seeing what really could be causing it. And for more information on like the cause of your period and how that could signal what Uh, levels of your hormones are out of balance, go check out a previous episode I did. I'll link it in the show notes. I did a whole podcast on period colors. 
Okay. Um, stress can cause your period to go missing. I mean, this is because intense stress can cause an anovulatory cycle, which means a cycle that you're not ovulating. This happens to me over the summer when, you know, COVID obviously was still happening, but it was more so because I was leaving my teaching career, my nine year teaching career. I was leaving to pursue this business of my holistic nutrition business, which I'm now doing full time, but it was extremely stressful to make that decision. And it was just insane. And I I totally skipped my period. I did not ovulate at all because I was so stressed out from it. And stress is something that really, really, really affects my period. So this increased level of cortisol near our ovulation, if you have like some real stressful situation happening around the time you normally ovulate, this can delay your ovulation or it could totally prevent it. So if you're someone who really wants to get pregnant and you're trying to track this, it's really important to make sure that we are doing our best to really transform this stress, which I'm going to talk about right now, to make sure that we're not either delaying our ovulation or totally preventing it, okay? And again, not just if you want to get pregnant because ovulation is the only thing that produces progesterone and it's so important for us to have. So that was really squirrely. I feel like I went through so many different things, but I just wanted you to have a little background of what stress actually does to our hormones because a lot of times we just think like, oh, I'll just eat well and I'll exercise and I won't focus on the fact that I'm not getting any sleep. I'm super overwhelmed. I'm super stressed out. I'm not taking any time for myself, but that won't affect my period because I'm having a green juice every day. That is so not true. And I hope that you got that by now from listening to this podcast because that's why I am a holistic nutritionist. It's not, I'm not just a dietitian or a nutritionist where I only focus on nutrition and movement because that is so not the whole picture. That's one piece to the puzzle. And if you are not focusing on all these other aspects, you're not going to get true results and you're not going to really be supporting your body in the best way. Okay, so let's get into the tangible tips of how you can actually transform this stress instead of just allowing the stress to take over and allow it to really negatively affect us. Because like I said, we're always going to have stress. It's really more so about transforming it so it doesn't negatively affect us as much as it could. So I'm going to give you five tips of what you can do to really help improve your stress levels. Okay. So number one is scheduling in you time, which I'm sure you've heard of this a hundred million bajillion times, but are you actually doing it? Because if you're not actually doing it, then you could hear it a million more times and it's still not going to be something that's supporting you because you're not actually scheduling it in. Put in your calendar, going for a walk from this time to this time, working out at this time, reading this time, knitting, coloring, drawing, uh, running, whatever it is for you, taking a bath or um, getting my nails done or meditating, whatever it is, schedule in time for you as if it's a meeting and don't cancel on yourself. Put it in the calendar and honor that because when we don't take time for ourselves, we cannot show up as best as we can for everybody else in our life and when the world goes crazy and when we have a lot on our plate, it's even more important to take time for yourself so it's less overwhelming and so we could transform that stress and be better able to handle it, okay? So number one is scheduling in you time. Number two is setting boundaries. So this is something that I'm working on because I am not great at setting boundaries, but I'm definitely working on it because the more... um, that I'm working on my business, the more busy I get and just things that are going on in my life, the more I'm like, okay, I really need to nail down like what is going to exist in my life and what isn't going to exist in my life. So setting boundaries pretty much just means what I just said, what exists and what doesn't exist. So I used to fill my weekends with stuff to do, seeing friends, going to events, running around, doing all this stuff. And 
that is not working for me anymore. So I am being really conscious about doing like one of those things a weekend and the rest of the weekend I'm catching up on stuff. I'm relaxing. I'm doing stuff with Chris, my boyfriend or whatever we're doing just because I need that time to reset and really like be unplugged and just have time to do what I actually want to do because it's not just all about working all the time and all about doing things that other people want me to do just because they want me to do it. So that's an example of setting a boundary. Another example could be that you do not respond to text messages after 8 p.m. Whether whoever is texting you or contacting you, you're not responding. It's a boundary you have because you need time to unwind and be unplugged at the end of the day. If you're, especially if you're someone who works from home and you work on the computer all the time, like I do, that is huge because you need your eyes just need a break and your brain. It's like holy shit! Like I can't be looking at the screen anymore. So that's just an example of setting some boundaries. There's so many more with like family stuff and friends stuff and whatever it is, but just an example to give you. So number one, schedule a new time. Number two, set a boundary. Number three, take five deep breaths in the moment. Doing deep breathing immediately lowers your cortisol levels and floods your body with the oxygen that it needs. So when you're feeling like super overwhelmed, you're in the moment, you're like, oh my God, I have to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Just happened. You're all over the place. Stop and take five deep breaths. Inhale through your nose for a count of four, hold for a count of four, and exhale out your nose for a count of four. Just do it five times, and this will immediately lower your cortisol levels. So when you feel yourself all jacked up, we want to make sure that we lower those cortisol levels as quickly as possible so it doesn't strip us of our progesterone and doesn't cause all those negative effects that I talked about in the beginning. So five deep breaths in the moment. I know it's probably like, oh, maybe you're rolling your eyes. You're like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. I'll take a deep breath. Seriously do it because it makes a world of difference. Not only is it actually like physically lowering your cortisol levels, it's going to make you feel better. So just do five deep breaths in the moment when you're stressed out. That's number three. Number four is uh, sleep. Focusing on your sleep. When we're tired, we are so much more uh, impatient and overwhelmed and stressed out because you're tired and your body's like, I don't have the energy for all of these things that are coming at me today because you didn't rest me enough. I need to rest more because when you're, we need to rejuvenate our cells, all our organs. That's sleep is so important, especially during times when you're really overwhelmed. It could be super easy to stay up late, get up early to try and get everything done, but you are negatively affecting yourself when you do that. And you're actually going to get less done when you do that because when you have rest, you're more able to be efficient and actually get the shit done that you need to get done in a less amount of time. So do not compromise your sleep for anything. That is probably the number one thing for your hormone health is sleeping at least seven hours a night, minimum seven hours a night and being asleep by 11 11 p.m. That is like a non-negotiable. If you are taking care of your hormones and your health, that has to exist. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to properly improve your health and your hormones, okay? So number one, schedule a new time. Number two, set boundaries. Number three, take five deep breaths in the moment. Number four, sleeping. And number five, get clear on your priorities. So when we don't actually know what's a priority for us, It's like everything becomes a priority. When everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. And that's when we get really overwhelmed and we overschedule ourselves. So if you know that a priority for you is you, number one, your other priority might be your relationship, your business or your career, your family, like your small close knit of family, whatever it is for you, 
and you are getting asked to do X, Y, and Z, and you look at your priorities, you're like, okay, this isn't a top priority for me right now, and I really just don't have the time to devote to whatever you're being asked to do, it makes it so much easier for you to be like, okay, I actually can't do that because it's not a priority for me right now. When you know what your priorities are, you can schedule your day in accordance to that, and it makes it so much easier to just feel like, okay, I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. I'm doing what's actually adding to my life and what I deem as important because when we're doing stuff that we don't think is important or it's not a priority for us, we get frustrated. We get overwhelmed. We get even more stressed out because we're like, what the hell am I wasting my time doing this when I could be doing this that's actually a priority to me? So really get clear on what your priorities are and create your day around that, okay? So those are my tangible tips for you. Again, it's all, of course, I'll give a little bonus one because I have to talk about this. Meditation and breathing. I know I talked about taking five deep breaths in the moment, but really making it a practice of doing breathing or meditation every single day is so huge because not only is that, of course, helping us in the moment, it's it's adding to our creativity, it's reducing our stress levels. And it also allows us to be more peaceful in a stressful situation. It, lo- it allows us to respond to things instead of reacting to things. So I could not talk about stress without mentioning meditation and breathing because it's so powerful. I mean, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of scientific studies on it. It literally changes your brain. It's not woo-woo. It's not, even though I love woo-woo, it's not, it's, it's real and it's scientific evidence-based that it, it lowers your stress levels and improves your overall health, all the things. So I highly encourage starting some form of practice, whether that's just five minutes a day to start out with. There's so many guided meditation apps you could use. Highly recommend that for your stress as well. And I hope this was helpful to you. I hope knowing like the negative effects first could really just give you more incentive to prioritize these tips that I give you. Of course, there are other tips too. And you know, makes do what makes sense to you, take what makes sense and leave what doesn't. But really knowing how it negatively affects us and how just focusing on your food and your movement is not going to give you the results that you want. You cannot ignore your stress levels and we cannot ignore ourselves and not do stuff to really support ourselves if we expect to have all this energy to improve our health and to improve our health or hormones. So again, reminder, just like I said in the beginning, if you are interested in the group course and you want to chat more about it, please come DM me, check out the show notes for it. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful to you. Come let me know if this um, episode vibed with you, if you really liked it, because I want to create stuff that you want to hear. So let me know what you thought. I always love hearing for you from you. Thank you so much for being here and happy holidays if you're listening to it during the holiday season. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.